0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk Sport powered by fans.
1: Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Join you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Uh, as always, thank you uh, for dropping into the chat box, for catching up on audio or YouTube platforms. Uh, it means a lot. Uh, if you could drop a like on the video, that would also double those efforts. And if you could subscribe, if you haven't done so already, you can treble your efforts as well. Thank you, as always. uh, Matt G, good morning to you. Uh, Carl, good morning. Amira, Johnny, Ween, Paul, Martin. Uh, We've got Stephen, Arasilki. We've got Alpha, Stephen, uh, Grandadaguna, Paul, uh, Poonaru. We've got uh, Trevor, Peter, Abdullah, Rio, Nav. Jose, Philip and Rancid. Good morning, guys. Uh, Plenty more of you, as always, joining us in the chat box too, which is great to see. Um, And yeah, hello from Chicago, Matt. Indeed. Uh, Let's crack on with today's stories. We start uh, by telling you, if you haven't yet already gone and watched yesterday's evening stream, um, or morning, depending on where you are in the world. Um, But myself and Sophie from the Hybrid Squad sat down and we talked a bit about what we would define as success for this season. Uh, It's been a topic of discussion amongst the Arsenal fan base and we thought that we would chip in with our own kind of discussion about what we consider success. Is this season a success if we were to finish second? So if you've got your thoughts on that and you want to hear what ours are, I suggest you go over and watch that. We also talked a little bit about the online abuse that we've both suffered in the last few days as well, particularly Sophie in light of her appearance on Sky Sports and uh, some of the specific sexist homophobic abuse that she's received. And uh, we talked about that in uh, great detail. So if you haven't already given that a watch, I recommend that you do so. Certainly worth your time. Now, moving on to today's stories. Firstly, Arsenal's under-21s beat Everton. Now, Arsenal's hopes of winning the PL2 table are unfortunately uh, pretty gone. Uh, There isn't much chance of Arsenal getting any kind of uh, hopes of, of catching the 53 points Manchester City whilst they sit on just 34. However, there was always the threat of relegation from the league with... Leicester Spurs and Wolves is under 21, sitting 28 points is what Wolves are on. And that's only six six less than Arsenal. So, Arsenal needed to make sure uh, that they were getting their wins on the board. And they managed to do that with a 4-1 win. It was 4-4 at halftime. So, a second-half rally enabled uh, Mehmet Ali's side to, uh, to get the recognition that the team and the performance deserved and get a big victory against the Toffees. Now, Arsenal have confirmed... They will play against Manchester United in July in New York. Uh, The team is set to play the MLS All-Stars at Aldi Field on Wednesday, July 19th in Washington, D.C. However, uh, we have now added another fixture to that calendar, uh, which will be against uh, Man United, as I say, at the MetLife Stadium. In July 22nd, which is making it the first time that two clubs have ever played each other on American soil. Edu has been speaking about this. The plans for preseason are making good progress, he says with the match against Man United in New York being another important part of our preparations. Playing against strong opposition in a great stadium in front of so many of our supporters in New York will provide Mikel and the squad with a a strong test and a great experience ahead of the new season. We've now announced two matches in the US in July and look forward to announcing further details of our pre-season soon. Now, uh, what that third game could be... Uh, there's inclinations that uh, it could be in L.A., uh, so watch out for that announcement uh, as soon as the potential for that to come out. I saw, a, I think it was a rodent-based ITK claiming that it might be indeed L.A., so uh, don't shoot the messenger. All I'm saying is that if you can trust a gerbil, maybe you should. Um <laughs> and uh that probably rounds off the uh, the u.s tour of things but yeah man united good opposition good preparation and uh uh, maybe suffices the the desire, the desperate need to see any Premier League, uh, all Premier League oppositions facing off against one another away from the UK uh, for some time, at least. Now, sticking with Edu and the Athletic and Art De Roche has reported that uh, Arsenal's sporting director has brought in a double reinforcement to help support him during the January, sorry, the summer and future January transfer windows. Um, Ato. Uh, And Ellis, Jason Ato and James Ellis have been promoted. Ato has been appointed the assistant sporting director. Uh, He previously was in the role of uh, basically being his right-hand man as club's recruitment uh, coordinator, Whereas James Ellis, who joined the club in 2021 from Fulham, who was basically our first team scout in the UK, he has been promoted to head of recruitment now as well. You You know, obviously, that James Ellis coming in 2021 coincided with a big increase in the number of players that Arsenal signed from other Premier League teams like Ben White, Aaron Ramsdale, Zinchenko, Gabriel Jesus, Jorginho, Leandro Trossard. Arsenal have significantly stepped up their plans to try and sign Premier League talent. And we've bid for other players as well, like Moises Caicedo, of course. So Edu is making uh, these changes to help his efforts so that he's not spread so thin, I guess, in those areas. And hopefully Arsenal can tackle players across multiple fronts when it comes to the summer transfer window and uh, with him getting significant help. And I think we're going to need it because it's going to be a big, big window indeed. Uh, now, moving to transfers, and Jonathan Johnson of CBS Sports has suggested that Marseille could be Balogun's destination for the summer, either as a loan or another loan with an obligation to buy, which, of course, is what Matteo Genduzzi used to get his permanent switch to uh, the French city. Now, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I don't know if Marseille would have the financial might to be able to afford the price tag that we would be putting On following Balogun. Speaking to a couple of friends of mine who are Marseille fans, they don't seem to feel that the money would be there for them to buy Balogun. But perhaps by spreading it across a loan with an obligation to buy, that would be how they would be able to afford it. But that relationship with Marseille is what Jonathan Johnson believes is what could be the difference maker in any potential deal that sees Balogun move back to France, and Marseille being the best option for that switch. I am interested to see how Balogun returns, if he gets involved in pre-season and how that works, because he's had a brilliant season for France in Liga and uh, Arsenal need to take advantage of that, be that with a significant sale or with the integration of him into the Arsenal first team. Plenty of things can still happen, of course, between now and the end of the summer transfer window, but you can be sure that Balogun is going to feature as quite a prominent figure of the sagas that are going to take place during the months of June through to August. Now, incomings, uh, ozimen uh, and his camp have denied any suggestion of personal terms being agreed with Bayern Munich or PSG, with interest from Arsenal also said to exist. Uh, they say it's fake news. It's early to discuss about a transfer, uh, they told Mundo Deportivo in Spain. Uh, and Fabrizio Romano suggested that Napoli have not fixed a price tag for Victor Ozimen at this point in time. However, I'm sure that we can all agree that that price tag, whatever it is, is going to be mahoosive, I think it's the technical term uh, to describe what it is going to be. Uh, he scored a brilliant number of goals in Serie A this season and is going to be on the minds of the elite clubs around Europe that want to buy a striker. Of course, Arsenal could indeed be one of those teams. And lastly, our headline story of the day. Again, sticking with Fabrizio Romano, he has reported that Barcelona forward Usmana Dembele has a €50 million release clause that is active until July. The player is said to be very happy still at Barcelona. However, it will be interesting to see if any club's look to tempt Barca from moving on from the player now we have talked about Arsenal need to think about bringing in competition for their forward line and particularly a right winger who can add competition to Bakayo Saka and at 50 million euros which is about 43 44 million pounds it seems almost an absolute no-brainer that Arsenal would make a move for Dembele and that Arsenal would have an interest in the player to be a competitive option for our front line now yes there has been concerns over Dembele's injury history over the past, but he has been able to string a fair few uh, performances and a good run of games together for Barcelona this season. Um, I don't know why I've spelt his name wrong, but uh, (laughs) certainly uh, he would be performing much better than my spelling abilities or typing abilities there. There we go. Um, But yes, uh, Ousmane Dembele potentially um, could be one that Arsenal are, and as the picture suggests, I don't think one that Arsenal should be sleeping on uh, at all with this one.
1: To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply, see McDonald's.com. Right then, uh, let's go to part two. Uh, Before we do, though, I should uh, tell you, I did announce this yesterday, um, that TGT has been able to raise not just over £1,400, but we've also been able to raise now £1,500 for the event, uh, the Arsenal Vision Fundraiser. Um, This has come from a combination of things, of course, our merchandise, our hats, which you can still buy, and will continue to be on sale uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, We're looking at hopefully trying to introduce some more different types of merchandise as well, for the new season, Uh, beyond just the hats. uh, All the profits that we make are donated to the Arsenal Foundation and Macmillan Cancer Support. But for this month, uh, we've pushed the Arsenal Foundation contribution into the Arsenal Vision fundraiser. Uh, We've had donations. Uh, Andrew Jones, thank you so much for making up the difference so that we could reach that 1,500 target. Um, And also, of course, Anything that we made up to five hundred pound on the uh, on the caps, I matched. So uh, that's helped us get from a thousand to a thousand five hundred, which is brilliant. And a massive thank you to Elliot for sharing the news that we posted on social media yesterday. But congratulations to you guys! You guys have made this stuff happen. Everyone that I met uh, in Chicago with their own TGT caps: uh, Bill and James and Matt um and plenty others too it was great to see so many of you uh, sporting your tgt headwear which of course you can still get your hands on uh which is down in the link in the description right then let's uh jump into the chat box and see what you guys are saying um Matt G says so are we just going to be are we just expected to gloss over your don't sleep on dembele joke yes <laughs> the reason I picked that picture, I had that pun lined up from the start. You should know this by now. Um, King's Football Show uh, on Twitch. Thank you, King. Hope you're doing well, my friend. Says Dembele would be a perfect opportunity for us, and his position is indeed on the right wing. Uh, Pini Wynn says, with the young guns drawing 4-4 at half, 1-1 at half time. Did I say 4-4? Goodness me. Uh, they were drawing 1-1 at half time and went on to win 4-1. My bads. My my bad, completely. Uh, Rancid says, uh, Dembele is like Neto. Great player, but always injured. Not for me. We need players who we can rely on. Let's have a quick look, shall we, at Moussa Dembele's injury record for this season. Let's see how... Uh, how he's been affected by injuries. If I go on, transform injury history. So in 22-23, he has missed a total of 17 games. That's actually a lot more than I thought. <laughs> yes. Okay. Fair enough. 17 games is a hell of a lot. And he missed those between January and April. I feel as the start of the season, he was doing so, so well, um, but clearly another injury hit season from uh, January to April has cost him. Uh, in fact, he's out of the team at the moment. It hasn't been available since January. Um, what can I say? What can I say? 17 games has missed this season. The injury record is actually... Horrific, <laughs> like, it's really, really bad. Uh, just having a quick look at what it is. Previous, so in 2021, he missed uh 16 games because of a knee injury and a hamstring injury. In 2021, he missed six games. In 1920, he missed wow 34 3, 33 games. In 1920, in 1819, he missed. 13 games in seventeen eighteen, 18 he missed 27 games um <laughs> I mean I think we must have reached 100 by now surely it's mad because he didn't have a single injury before moving to Barcelona when he was at Dortmund it was great went to went to Barcelona and has been injured basically ever since so uh there you go Marcus do an injury comparison between Renato Sanchez and Rafinha um Yeah, not even Rafinha. I mean, Dembele and Renato Sanchez are two of the most injured players on the continent, surely. Um, But there you go. He was fit for a while and then got injured again. Says Omar, that seems to be the case. Amira says, do you think Arteta's reluctance to rotate his lineups could affect the players wanting to come to us? If us fans can see how little game time they might get, surely other players and their agents can do too. No, I don't think so, Amira. I think that it's all down to the level of player that we've got available to us. I wrote about this yesterday. Ultimately, Arsenal have a squad of about... 13, team potential starters. I think outside of the f- starting 11, you've got Trossard, Emil Smith Rowe, and Tierney. I think there are the rest of the team, like Tommy Asu, um, like Fabio Vieira, like Enketia, like Nelson. You know, these aren't players that are on the same level of those in the starting lineup. Tierney, Trossard, and Smith Rowe, when he's on top form, I think ultimately are players that could start, and the, the level of quality wouldn't necessarily diminish in the starting 11. But we're going up against a Man City side. They've got seven. You know, they've got 18 players in a squad that are basically as good as the starting 11 or that can start. And the level of the starting 11 does not drop significantly so. So that's what we're up against, Amira. And I think that's probably the reason why you've not seen enough rotation. I think when Arsenal adds three or four starting level players, and that's what I think we need to add this summer in the form of two midfielders, a forward and probably a defender, that's when we should see some rotation. That's what we need to be aiming for. Uh, Manu says, uh, what happened to our loan player management? We've been doing really well matching them up with the manager at the time of appointment. Uh, that should not go unnoticed. Of course, Ben Napper, who is the loan officer, I believe, still at the club, is in charge of kind of monitoring all the loan deals. Yes, I think our low management's been pretty decent. That said, you can't always control what's going to happen. Charlie patino has gone through three Blackpool managers. Brooke Norton Cuffey, I think, has had four different coaches at this season in two different clubs. It's been very, very difficult for some players. Uh, it's been very, very difficult indeed for those players to be settled, if you like. Um, but you can't always account for changes that are going to happen. You can only really appreciate the changes that we know are going to take place and that's if we choose to make them like taking brooknot and Cuffey away from rotherham and then sending back on loan to coventry omar wreckage coming back from sparta rotterdam going to wigan you know they're the changes that we can control others not so much um mufasa says do you think lee mason will get a medal if city win the league <laughs> i'll tell you what if they win the league by one point I'm going to be living off that Brentford game forever. Uh, Pini Ween says, with the changes the club have been making with the backroom staff over the last few seasons, are we now on par with the best in that department? I don't think many fans would agree with you, Pini Ween, because I think Edu continues to be vilified by a hell of a lot of supporters, I think, unfairly. Um, but I think the backroom staff changes that we've made at Arsenal, the the whole kind of executive reshuffle, everything that we've done off the pitch You know, has made us the team that we are, which is a team that have gone from eighth all the way through to now competing for a Premier League title. That's the changes that have been made. That's the evidence of the success that we have had in making those changes. And I think that the work that's been done behind the scenes has been very, very good indeed. Ronald says, would you swap Isaac for Jesus? He's a better goal scorer than Jesus and is a better overall team player who gets assists as well. I wouldn't swap, but I would add, you know, if Arsenal could go and get Isaac, that would be great. But for me, Jesus needs to stay, and we need to add to Jesus, Ronald. We need to add somebody into the team that's going to give us that greater ability to be an elite goal scorer. So... If that was Izak, who I don't think you'd be able to get because Newcastle would be asking for a silly amount of money. Um, but I think Arsenal need to be going out into the market and looking. My pick, as I said yesterday and I've said before, is Gonzalo Ramos from Benfica. He's the striker that I would like Arsenal to go and get. I think he would be perfect. He's got 25 goals and 11 assists uh, in 30-plus games this season for Benfica across all competitions. He is the guy that I would be going for. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, go get me Gonzalo Ramos. He's who I want. £105 million release calls. Would I pay it? Yeah. Yes, I would. I would absolutely pay it. Um, let's go to King says, is Balogun the next Aussie And is it better to take a punt on him to keep and renew his contract? His record in France is better than what Victor Aussie at a younger age in a worse team. Uh, Of course, Victor Osman played for Lille and had, as King describes, less of an impressive goal-scoring record um, playing for a, a better side. I think it's an option for us this summer. I think Balogun's form, Balogun's ability and growth needs to be taken into account. And we need to consider having him in the side for next season. It's absolutely something that's on the table that we need to discuss and that should be considered. So I hope that is going to be the case for next season. We'll have to wait and see. Um, triple A says, hello, Tom, is there any merit in the rumors of ESR to Villa? I'm sure that there is. Villa Smith Row for some time. They have three bids rejected for him in 2021. And I would not be surprised in any. Any way, shape, or form of them returning to try and sign Emil Smith Rowe in the future. Uh, so yes, I do triple A. I do think there is credit to any links between Smith Rowe and Villa, and I would not be surprised if they tried to sign him again in any future transfer window. Uh, Nasha says, "Do you think that Arteta's made a mistake taking Trossard out for Jesus before he was ready and had proven why he deserves it more?" I think that Jesus needed to come back into the team. What I think that we have missed a beat on is rotating. Trossard in for someone like Xhaka and making us a little bit more potent up front I think that we could have started Trossard against West Ham and Southampton over Xhaka you know against Southampton we brought in Fabio Vieira I think maybe bringing in Trossard would have been a better idea than bringing in Vieira in the, in the future, I think in the games that we've got left, I think we can be adventurous, maybe other than the Newcastle game. So I would like to see Trossard brought in for those games. Uh, Canem says, do we have a 50 million buyback for Willock? Not that I'm aware of. Um, I've never been made aware of any kind of buyback. I know we have a 20% sell-on clause around that figure, but I don't know of any buyback clause involved in that deal. Um, Abdullah says, hey Tom, I can't recall any player scoring a hat-trick under Mikel Arteta, correct me if I'm wrong. Eddie Nketiah, I think, has got a hat-trick under Mikel Arteta, I think. Um, let me just have a quick check. Nketiah hat-trick. Um, Nketiah school, school's first senior hat-trick against... I think it was in a cup game uh Sunderland, uh in the Carabao Cup uh so there you go Eddie Nketiah has a hat-trick under Arteta uh Rancid says the Champions League semi-final game on Monday is 3,000 tickets away from a sellout will we see Tom at the game fingers crossed fingers crossed I'm waiting to hear if I'll be there I don't I, to be honest I don't think I'm gonna be I think is gonna be there but uh uh it is what it is i put my name forwards that's all i can do that's all i can do Do, uh, dan says knowledge 14 says i know what i saw and what i didn't see you didn't ask an esr question earlier why lie knowledge 14 i don't know um i don't know what that's about uh knowledge says i asked a question about esr earlier i didn't see it I, 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 you know, you don't demote moan about it. If I miss it, I miss it. It's, it's what it is. Put it in again after a few minutes. Don't spam the chat. But yeah, if I miss it, I miss it. Uh, Fuad says, why has our set-piece defence uh, so much been poorer compared to last season? What do you put that on? I think defensively, we've just not been as good as we were last season. Uh, I think that when it comes down to set-pieces, we are lacking the same level of height that we used to have. I think that White going to right-back over Tomiyasu lessens the amount of height that we've got. I think Zinchenko going into left-back lessens the amount of height that we've got. Um, so I think there are just less, more physically adept players in the air than we've had. But I don't really know what the ultimate reason is for that. It's uh, it's difficult to know the out-and-out reason why we're less good defensively. I think maybe we put more emphasis on being an offensive side and that's maybe cost us defensively a bit. But we're we more expressive defensively as well, which is a bit riskier it's difficult to put an exact reason on why we aren't as good defensively. If you think back to two seasons ago, I think we conceded a very low amount of goals for the whole league. So we know that we're capable of it. And you know that if we bring more defenders into the team in the summer, hopefully that improves again. Uh, Robert says, is scoring 25 goals with Benfica in the Portuguese league any better than Balogun in France? Uh, the reason why I like Gonzalo Ramos in particular, and I know that you're saying about the Portuguese league and the French league and all of this stuff, but, Gonzalo Ramos has continued to improve his pedigree, not just in uh, Portugal, but in the Champions League. He's got three goals and three assists in the Champions League this season. Uh, he scored for Portugal in the World Cup. scored has got a hat-trick, actually, in the World Cup, which is a fantastic achievement. He scored... Um, He's got assists in in big games as well. He's got an assist against Juventus in their group game this season uh, in a 2-1 win for Benfica in Turin. He started all of their Champions League group stage games other than one, I believe, that includes Benfica um, playing against, as I say, Juventus, going undefeated against PSG in two games as well. Um, I think Benfica have been one of the best sides on the continent this year. And yes, I think they were unfortunate to go out to Inter Milan, especially in that game at home. In that game at home against Inter, they were the better sides and conceded two goals and were very unfortunate not to go through. So don't get it twisted. I think Gonzalo Ramos has been fantastic and is proving that on both a domestic and international and continental stage. So that's why I think the pedigree um, is there he's also six foot one and had that physicality that we've been crying out for as well so i think from that side of things he'd be a very good option for us um Aubameyang against leeds another hat trick uh, you guys have come up with uh under arteta as well uh, Andy says tom are you concerned that neither saka or saliba officially sign their contracts no i'm not andy not yet I'm I'm you know I'm very confident about those two players signing deals. So no, I'm not concerned. I think they're kind of just waiting for the season to be done, and then we might see more on those two in the future. Um let's go to um uh, uh let's go to R U A G says how many players do you think we need in the summer? Five, maybe six is my answer. I think forward, two centre mids. Defender, second defender, maybe a left back if we lose Tierney. So there you go. That's that's what I think we need. Uh, Jonah says, Hey, Tom, would you take someone from the relegation battling teams like Nottingham, Forest, Southampton, Leeds, Leicester, or Everton? Three of them are going to go down. Uh, from Southampton, I'd absolutely take Lavia. You know, all day long, I would take Lavia. From Leeds, is there anyone in that Leeds team that I would take? Somerville, maybe. I really like Somerville. I think he's a fantastic young player. Maybe he's someone that could be an option for our forward line. Leicester, no, I don't think so. Tillemans, I've kind of moved on from now. Everton, again, I don't think so. And Nottingham Forest, I don't think so. It's just Lavia uh, and maybe Somerville of all those teams. I think they're the only ones that I would take. Um, can we uh not why was there why was there a domestic going on in the chat box? Can we stop that please um let's go to Triple a says uh boom, nice one, Tom I said five uh and you listed the same positions that I was thinking of there you go, great minds think alike uh carg says uh do you think we'll spend more than two hundred and fifty million this summer? I don't think so i I don't think we're gonna end up um I don't think we're going to end up spending that much. I think you might spend around the £200 million figure, but I don't think £250 million, Who knows? I hope that we would. I hope that we do. I hope that we're getting some great players. What I would say is that remember that money does not equal quality. Just ask Chelsea and you'll get your answer regarding that. So don't always associate the amount of money a club spends with it being a good transfer window. It's about getting the right players. That's what's most important. Uh, King says, Tom, how much is a fair price for Kieran Tierney if we sell to a Premier League team? I'd be looking for at least £40 million pounds, um, for Kieran Tierney. Um, at least £40 million is what I'd be looking for for him. You know, that's a realistic... When you guys used to tell me that Nuno you know, Tavares we should get £40 million for, no. Kieran Tierney is the type that you should be looking to try and get at least £40 million pounds for. Uh, LVX says, I think there will be a change of form with incoming players. I wonder if we'll see... Tommy Asu is more of an inverted left-back and have further development from Xhaka and Zinchenko, I think we are left-heavy. I do think there is investment needed on the right-hand side. I think you're absolutely right. I think the right-back area is an area that needs to look at. I think a, competi- a competitive option for Pakao Saka is something that we need to think about as well. Um, so, yeah, I think the right-hand side is in need of investment for sure. Uh, Marks says, my biggest fear for the summer is that Chelsea will gazump us on our top targets with the money that they spend they have to be wary of financial fair play. That is, I think people laugh at FFP, but it is certainly something that they need to be wary of um, because of the money they've spent and the lack of players that they've been able to move on. Um, so don't get that twisted. I think they have to be a little bit cautious. And I also think the way in which Chelsea are and where Arsenal are and what they can offer now is completely the other way around. You know, In the summer, Chelsea were the ones that could offer Champions League football and Arsenal couldn't. Chelsea were ones that looked like they could offer a project that was moving towards a title. Now, certainly Arsenal are the team that can offer that. So, I don't think it's as easy as maybe some people suggest. Um, Olu says, Hey, Tom, we are on 90 goals uh, for this season, but defensively have been poor. Our priority is athleticism in the midfield and a rhs of defense right hand side of defense <laughs> for me i was like what is that acronym the right hand side of defense yes absolutely uh, lvx says somerville has so much potential uh and is a re and has a really good buy-up option uh yeah maybe that i said before i think somerville and lavier are the two that i would look at if you were looking to bring in some reinforcements from those sides that could go down this season, uh, Vegas. Thank you so much for the kind donation. Hey Tom, how confident are you in Edu going into next season? Yeah, confident. I, I I think Edu gets a bad rap. I think he is underrated by people. I really do. He gets a lot of stick, a hell of a lot of stick. I think he's done a great job. Um, I think he's a big reason why we competed for a title this season. And I think the squad that he's built um, is deserving of credit. Is he perfect? No. Has he made mistakes? Yes. But I think he is personally underrated. Um, as a sporting director. That's my view of things. Uh, And I'm saying it how it is. (laughs) Some people like to use the terminology. That's how I think that it is. So there you go. Anyway, uh, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Really appreciate your time, as always. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. again. However, Monday, unfortunately, there won't be an 8 a.m. show live. I am planning on doing, a, I think, a pre-recorded preview show for the Chelsea game. Um, I might be doing two previews. I might be doing one with you guys, the members, and I might be doing that on Sunday. And then I might be doing one with a Chelsea fan on Monday. Uh, Yeah, on Monday. So one with you guys on Sunday at the usual evening time for a preview show. And then one with, a, I think from a Chelsea perspective on Monday, um, Reason being is I'm at the press conference on Monday for the game. Uh, It's early on Monday, so I'm not going to be able to do the game. So I need to travel up to London Colney for the press conference. So uh, unfortunately, there won't be a normal live one on Monday, but there will be tomorrow and then there will be on match day on Tuesday. So back to usual service. Uh, And then the Newcastle game, of course, is on Sunday. I'm hoping to be at that game, but it is a big, big commitment travel-wise to get up there and back so it's probably going to be a hotel job for Newcastle but we'll have to wait and see what happens thank you everybody for tuning in do indeed drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show I'll be back tomorrow Um, not later but tomorrow thank you for listening always an absolute pleasure I'll see you soon and as always up the Arsenal It's the 90 plus minute all your mates around and you've got a McNugget's share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mate's already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfection order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. delivery you in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com